Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And a very good Monday morning, afternoon, evening, everyone. Joe Beningo back with you again, the Oda Paint Podcast. It's Monday, April 10th, and it, of course, is 2023. And the Joe Beningo Oda Paint Podcast brought to you by the Hackensack Brewing Company. Want to thank everybody that uh, made an appearance Friday night for our latest uh, live podcast at the Brewing Company. Want to thank everybody, Mike Jones, everybody over there, TJ, the whole crew, uh, Andre, everybody. Uh, for uh, just another great night. So thank everybody, and uh, we will let you know when our next live podcast will be. Of course, I need a discount tire and DraftKings. All right, a lot to get to today. We'll try to get to as much as we can. I want to start with this. Thank God that Odell Beckham Jr. is not going to be a member of the New York Jets. I mean, thank God for that, really. Uh, He signed yesterday a one-year deal with the Ravens. I think it was an $18 million deal. $15 $15 million guaranteed. God bless. God bless you, Odell. Good luck in Baltimore. Thank God he's not here. Uh, to me, the Jets didn't need him. Got plenty of wide receivers. You got you got uh, Garrett Wilson. You got Nicole Hardman now, Alan Lazard. You can keep Corey Davis. You still got Denzel Mims here. I don't know where he fits in. But to me, there was no need for Odell Beckham and Look, I know he was great with the Rams a couple of years ago, helped him win the Super Bowl, no doubt about it. But there's always baggage with Beckham. You bring him back to New York, you know, you're taking a chance. And let's be honest, I mean, even with that, the guy gets hurt. I mean, I don't know how healthy he's going to be. And he's a tremendous player, but, I mean, what about the health issue? He didn't play all last year. I don't know what kind of condition he really is in. I mean, I could see the Jets signing him, and, you know, he plays great for three or four games, then he gets hurt and he's done for the year. So I am thrilled. The Jets did not sign Odell Beckham Jr. Apparently, um, uh, he uh, met with the Ravens, and the Ravens made him the offer. And it sounds like Beckham actually called Joe Douglas and the Jets to see if they would match it. And very smartly, very astutely, the Jets said, thank you, but no thanks. So uh, I'm very happy about that. Now, but I'm, what I'm not happy about is that Aaron Rodgers is still not a Jet. And I don't care how many people continue to say and tell me, don't worry, he's coming. Don't worry, he's coming. Don't worry, he's coming. Don't worry, he's coming. Whether it's Joe Douglas, whether it's my buddy Tommy Keenan, whether it's Iron Staten Island, whoever the hell it is that keeps telling me he's coming, well, he's not here yet. When is he coming here? The draft is three weeks away, less than that now, two weeks away. Is he coming before the draft? Is he coming after the draft? Is he coming in June? 
Is he coming in September? Is he never coming? I really, how do we know? Where is the Garen freaking T that he's coming here? Okay, he's not going back to the Packers. That's what everybody says, right? The Packers have moved on. They're going to make Jordan love the quarterback. Yada, yada, doo, 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 da, da, da. Okay? What if Rodgers turns around and says, just what if? I don't want to play anymore. What if he says that? What if all of a sudden Rodgers says, you know what? I went back into a dark hole for four days. I smoked a little peyote, whatever he was smoking, you know, a cow dung, whatever the hell he was smoking. Toad dung. What kind of dung dung? Ding dong. All right? The latest drug, ding dong. And he says, you know what? He emerges from the dark hole. He sees the light, and the light says, retire. Retire. Right? What happens if that happens? Then what? Then where are we? Who's our quarterback? Tim Boyle? Who? Zach? What? Come on. I'm I'm sorry. I mean, you know, I uh, you call me pessimistic, but I you know I've been a Jet fan since, for sixty years. I got a lot of reasons to be freaking pessimistic. I, I really I when is this happening? I mean, I hate to keep going on and on and on. When the hell is it freaking happening? And could you imagine if that scenario did play out and he decides to say, "Nah, I'll retire." How bad? Would the Jets look if that happens? How bad? You can't look worse than that. This has been an ongoing freaking disgrace for months now. How many months ago, two months ago, whatever it was, when Derek Carr signed with New Orleans, and I still maintain they probably would have been better off signing Derek Carr because at least I know who the hell my quarterback is now. And I wouldn't have all this damn drama and this and that and this. I mean, it's unbelievable that when the Packers gave the Jets permission to say, here, go go talk to Aaron. They should have got a deal done with the Packers immediately. This is the deal. If he decides to come here, fly out to California and bring him back to New York for the press conference announcing he's a Jet. That should have been done six, seven, eight weeks ago. It's unbelievable. It really is unbelievable. And what happens if Rodgers, I guess one of the holds up right now, I mean, who knows? Who knows what the hold up is? What is it? Is it draft choices? Is that what it is? Is it money? Is it how many, you know, maybe it's how many years Rodgers is going to be here. Because if he's there only one year, I mean, I don't need another Brett Favre situation. You know, one and done, you know, this is not, uh, you know, college basketball at Kentucky. I mean, this guy's got to be here at least two years, as far as I'm concerned. Two years. And part of it, because you still got freaking Zach Wilson here, and I've said this before, is developing him. What's going on here? What is going on? Are the Jets in communication with Rodgers? Are the Jets talking to the Packers? What are they doing? And I, every time I turn around... Ah, he's coming this day. He's coming that day. You know, I hear from my buddy Tommy. Oh, you know, Boomer Siason, he's been right all along. He's coming. Well, where is he? He's been right all along. What? Maybe Boomer's going to be the quarterback. Now, we we already went down that road. I, I, you know, really, I'm, I'm beyond, I'm disgusted anymore. I hate to keep talking about this. I hate to keep being pessimistic about it, but I'll say it again. Until I until I'm at that freaking press conference in Florham Park, right? Until I'm there and I see Joe Namath handing whatever number jersey this guy's gonna wear 
Joe Namath handing Rodgers his jersey, I'm not going to believe it's going to happen. It has turned into a freaking circus. That's what it is. It's a typical, this is so typical of the New York Jets. And this is one of the reasons why this franchise has been absolute crap for the better part of more than 50 years now. Really. This is the kind of stuff that happens to losing franchises. This should have been done long ago. It really should have. And I'm telling you, the more the longer this goes on, the more I'm concerned it's not going to happen. Now, I hope I'm wrong. I want to be wrong. I want really I I want to see this guy here. There is no alternative anymore. And don't tell me about Lamar Jackson. I don't want to hear it. Lamar Jackson is not coming to the Jets. They got to give up two number one draft choices for him and pay him about $250 million guaranteed. And I'm going to tell you right now, okay, and I don't love Lamar Jackson anyway, but I'm going to tell you right now, and the Ravens will match it. The Ravens will match it. You think Odell Beckham signed with the Ravens thinking that Lamar Jackson's not going to be the quarterback there? Come on. Stop. Stop it. So that, that, that's a complete fantasy. So every day that goes by, I am more and more and more and more skeptical that, you know what, it's not going to happen. So I hope I'm wrong. But the good news is, old Dell Beckham is not going to be a Jet. And believe me, that that is something at least that if you're a Jet fan, you can be happy about. <laughs> All right, Beningo in the, on the Oda Payne podcast. Got to talk. We'll get to the sponsors in a few minutes and all. We'll get to the Mets. And the disaster that they are, we'll get we'll get to that. You know, they're great when they play in the Marlins. We'll see what happens when the real teams they start playing them starting tonight against the Padres. We'll get into that. But how about the Masters, right? I tell you, how about Brooks Kepka, who, let's be honest, just completely blew this tournament. I mean, it was his tournament to win, right? He was leading after three days yesterday morning, Sunday morning, and of course they had to finish the third round on Sunday morning. When Sunday morning started. Brooks Kepko had a four-shot lead over John Rahm with about, I don't know, maybe uh, uh, 10 holes, six, seven, whatever many holes there was left to play. Maybe there was, you know, eight, eight, nine holes left to play in the third round. He had a four-shot lead over John Rahm. When all was said and done, John Rahm wins the Masters, he wins the green jacket, and he beats Kepka. And how about Phil Mickelson, who finished tied for second with Kepka by four shots? How about that? Brooks Kepka, who's one of the best clubs, you know, usually Kepka's all about all about the majors, right? He's won four majors. He's won two U.S. Opens. He's won two PGAs. He's all about the majors. I think he's won maybe six or seven times all, all told on the PGA Tour. Of course, now he's on the Live Tour. But I think he's won about six or seven times on the PGA Tour, right? Actually did win last week, the week before the Masters in the Live, but whatever, okay? We're not, we don't count that one because it's not in the PGA Tour. And of those six or seven wins, four of them are majors. So he gets up for the majors. There's no doubt. And for a guy like Kepka, the live tour makes all the sense in the world because all he really gives a damn about is the majors. And, you know, we'll see him at the next three. There's no doubt about it. But usually when he gets a lead, and we've seen this in the ones he's won, usually when he gets a lead, he just he just runs away with it. And you were getting the feeling, you know, on Saturday that this is what was going to happen. That Kepka was eventually just going to run away with the with the tournament, and that was going to be the end of it. And it didn't work out that way. 
and really there actually was a lot of drama yesterday because as as Kepka is coming back to the pack, even though Rom had kind of, you know, uh, stemmed the tide and looked like he was in control of the tournament, he had Phil Mickelson shooting a 65 yesterday. How about that? It was the lowest round Phil ever shot, the lowest final round he ever shot at the Masters. Now, he's won it three times, but it was the lowest round he ever shot in his Masters career. 65 yesterday for Phil. How good was he? Finishes eight on the par. He's birdieing holes. Him and Jordan Spieth were playing together. They were birdieing holes left and right. Spieth wound up seven shot, uh, minus seven, five shots off the lead behind Rom. Crazy, right? And how about the live guys, right? Everybody, like, like in the top five or six, you had three live guys. You had Kepka, Ty, Kepka and Phil, both live guys, finishing second, four shots behind Rom. And then you had Patrick Reed, who's a live guy. He wound up being seven under. And, you know, he finished like, you know, what is fourth, tied for fourth or whatever it was. And so he, you know, so you had three of the three live guys that finished in like the top five. Scotty Scheffler wound up four under. I think he finished 10th. He was four under for the tournament, you know, eight shots back. Yes, uh, last year's winner. But how good is John Rahm? I mean, let's let's talk about that. John Rahm right now is the best golfer in the world. What is this, the third time he's won already this year? I know he won at Kapalua. Uh, early in the first tournament of the year, uh, he won. Was it uh, what he won at? Not not Riviera. He won at uh, um, La Quinta, I believe. He won at La Quinta. Was it La Quinta, or did he win? I forget which one. But he won another one uh, later on in the year. And now he wins the Masses. It's his second. It's his it's his second major that he's won. Won the U.S. Open a couple of years ago as well, and he becomes the fourth ever uh, uh, Spaniard. To win the uh, to win the Masters, going along with Seve Ballesteros, Jose Maria Olathabal, and Sergio Garcia. Uh, let's see. Oh, that's right. He won. Uh, that's the 2020 Memorial. Let's see. My wife showed this to me now. Uh, tournament of Champions. Yeah, the American Express, and that's right. He he did win the Genesis. So this is his fourth win this year. The Genesis was at Riviera, so he did win there. So he's actually won now four times. He won the Century Tournament of Champions at Kapalua. He won the American Express at La Quinta. He won the Genesis at Riviera in L.A., and now he wins the Masters. He has won now four times this year. As my wife says, he's amazing. Is there any question that he's the number one golfer in the world right now? I mean, in all due respect uh, to Scotty Scheffler, who was right up there as well. Scheffler uh, has won. He won a couple tournaments this year, too. He won, obviously, last year's Masters, but he won the Waste Management this year. He won the Players. So... Right now, John Rahm is the number one golfer in the world. I don't think there's any question. And Scheffler's probably next, probably the number two guy. And I am so tired. Haven't we ever, aren't you tired of hearing about Rory McIlroy? Really? I don't want to hear it anymore. The guy, he never wins. You know, he, he's been chasing the, the uh, career grand slam for how long now? You know, it's like 10 years ago that he wound up blowing the Masters in that final round. I think he wound up losing it to Bubba Watson like 10 years ago. All right? He 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 never wins. He didn't make the cut. Tiger made the cut. Of course, he didn't finish the tournament. He couldn't walk anymore. That's a, that's a crime. It really is. You know, JT crapped out at the end of the second round and went bogey-bogey on 17 and 18, and that opened the door to get Tiger in because he bogeyed 17 and 18 as well. And still wound up making the tournament right on the number of plus three. Thank you, J- Justin Thomas. Unfortunately, Tiger couldn't play. He couldn't walk 30 holes on Sunday, and he wound up having to 
you know, crap out of the tournament, unfortunately. But I'm tired of hearing about Rory McIlroy. I don't want to hear it anymore. He didn't make the tournament. He didn't make the cut. He's always the favorite in these Masters, in the, in the Masters or whatever major, and he never wins. He didn't make the cut this time. I'm tired of hearing it. Don't tell me more Rory McIlroy is in the same class right now, because he's not, as John Rahm and, and, and Scotty Scheffler, because those are the two best players in the world right now. They really are. And, and let's be honest, is Rory better than Brooks Kepka? Is he better than Phil right now? I don't know. Is he better than Jordan Spieth? Is he better than those guys? Is he better than Max Homer? I know Max Homer crapped out in the Masters too. Is he? Guys like that? I don't know. So I'm tired of hearing about Rory. I really am. And you watch what's going to happen now. I don't know what Rory's going to do between now and, and the PGA in May, right? And where's that? Is that, uh, where is that? At Oak Hill, somewhere up in, in New York State, right? So I don't know when that, how that's going to play out, all right? Even JT's probably better, right? Even though he, he didn't make, make the cut either. He's probably better Justin Thomas right now than Rory. But you watch at the PGA. You watch how Rory will be in one of the top three or four favorites to win the tournament. It'll be Rom. It'll be Scheffler. Rory McIlroy will be up there too. You can take it to the bank and maybe Kepka. Those will be the favorites to win the, the PGA. You watch. Unbelievable. How is this guy? He never wins. He hasn't won a, he hasn't won a major in how long? He won four majors in a pretty short period of time, and I, I, it's got to be six, seven years now since he won one. So I'm tired of hearing about McElroy. Stop already. And, and one other thing, too, and I really mean this, okay? If Tiger Woods, whether you like Tiger or not, <clears throat> you got to give him credit for how he has grinded it out, even though he had to back out after you know making the cut for, I believe, the 23rd consecutive time. I think he tied the all-time record. Uh, Freddie Couples, and I forget, is it Langer that also has it? I'm not sure. But he tied the record for consecutive cuts at the Masters. Isn't it time for the PGA, as great a player as Tiger Woods is, okay? And I understand that you don't make compensation for anybody else, but don't you want Tiger? Don't you? How much more juice does the golf world get when Tiger Woods is playing? If I'm, if I'm the PGA isn't it time that you make a special dis, uh, 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 whatever uh, uh, dispensation? I guess that's the right word. So Tiger can play with a cart, so we can see this guy play and compete, and maybe win win championships again, win majors again. And I don't want to hear that it would be an asterisk because that's bullshit to me. Because you know, if Tiger could take a cart, he could compete, make him win the Masters again. I mean, if you watch him play the first couple of days, the swing is still there. There's no doubt. But he can't walk. You could see he walks around with a precip- uh, a very, very obvious limp. So if I'm the PGA, and you know the amount of juice that Tiger brings to any of the majors, I got to think long and hard about letting him run, walk, uh, go around in a cart. Don't you? Don't you? Maybe, maybe only nine holes. Maybe he walks nine and he gets a cart in the other nine. I don't know. But I think the PGA, in all their infinite, brilliant wisdom, with all their ridiculously stupid rules, maybe it's time to actually, you know, say, hey, maybe we got to put Tiger in a cart at these majors. Maybe we do. And maybe guys that have serious injury issues like that, maybe they should be able to take a cart. Maybe. All right. 
Beningo, congratulations again to Rom. Beningo with the Oda Pain Podcast. All right, our, our sponsors, uh, the Hackensack Brewing Company. Again, I want, I, want, I want to thank Mike Jones and everybody over there. Um, we had a great turnout, great time on Friday night. You, you know the story on the, on the Brewing Company. 30 seconds uh, off of Route 4 in Hackensack. Who needs a house in, out in Hackensack's Fairmont neighborhood? Uh, it's open to tap room 4.30 to 10 Monday through Friday, 2 to 10 Saturday, 12 to 8 Sunday, 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack, right behind the wonderful tombstones. I took a picture the other day with one of the tombstones, that girl that says, I'm dead, now what? And she's still alive, but I think I'm going to put that on my grave, on my tombstone too. I'm dead, now what? Well, where am I now? Anyway, maybe maybe on my tombstone it'll say, is Rod, instead, I'm dead, is Rogers here yet? Maybe that'll be on my tombstone. But go check out, go check out the uh, Hackensack Brewing Company. Great job, like I said, by everybody there. Mike Jones, uh, TJ, great job by TJ. Uh, the new Ode of Pain uh, packaging beer is out. Ode of Pain beer packaging is out with the Met colors on it. Check it out. Go have one over there. Tell them I sent you. You know, Andre, everybody did a great job. My daughter, Aaron, everybody that did a, a stellar job there on uh, Saturday night, and uh, excuse me, Friday night. And we'll let you know again when the next one's coming. Anita Discount Tire, check them out. Go see Harry. He showed up as well with Johnny, my son, at the... Uh, at the uh, podcast Friday, you need tires, need work done on your car, or need a discount tire. Rivervale, New Jersey, Westwood Avenue. See Johnny, see Harry, tell him Benigo sent you. They're the best. And then, of course, DraftKings, you want to bet on something? The NBA playoffs are coming up. Knicks Cavaliers, that gets started on Saturday, I believe 6 o'clock Saturday night in Cleveland game one. The Nets and the Sixers, I'm not sure when that starts. In Philly, probably Saturday as well, game one. So the NBA playoffs will be getting underway. Um, we'll have an NBA playoff special coming up with my uh, son-in-law, Andre, breaking it down. He's a big uh, NBA guy, big Laker fan. Anyway, so we'll do that as well. But the playoffs are coming up. You can bet that on DraftKings. You can bet any of the golf on DraftKings. You can do a future bet right now on, on the PGA. Like I said, you know what the favorites are going to be. And guaranteed, Rory McIlroy will be favorite. And, you know, one of the favorites. And we'll see if he makes the cut this time. Anyway, um, but anything you want to bet on, the baseball, uh, you bet on, you know, when Aaron Rodgers is going to actually show up for the Jets or if he will, see what kind of money you get on that. But DraftKings is the way to go. And we want to thank them for signing up again for next year, uh, for the uh, next uh, next year's NFL season. All right, Beningo, the Oda Payne podcast. <clears throat> as far as the Mets, Mets lose yesterday 7-2. to to the Marlins. They're five and five on the year, five and two against the Marlins, 0 and three against Milwaukee, who beat the crap out of them last week in Milwaukee. Uh, you got to be concerned with the Mets. You know, you got to be worried about the pitching. I mean, Sangas look good. Sangas look good so far in the two outings. Both of them, though, however, were against Miami. Let's keep that in mind. So we'll see what he does when he starts pitching against real teams. I think his next outing is next Friday in Oakland when they go on this very early West Coast trip, which is going to be very telling. I think he's pitching against the A's next week in Oakland on Friday. He's looked good. Tyler McGill had a very good outing on Friday. Uh, six shutout innings against the Marlins. But it's the Marlins. I mean, can I get crazy about that? Carrasco's been a disaster. Peterson, eh, right? 
Scherzer's been terrible. Scherzer's been a five-inning pitcher, and look at lights out after that. You know, you get to the sixth inning right now with Scherzer in his first two starts, and it's been batting practice. And he's actually pitching tonight against you, Darvish, who killed the Mets last year and all season long and in the playoffs. So I can't feel good about this coming up, right? The Mets got three with San Diego here at City starting tonight. Scherzer on the mound tonight. I mean, you feel good about the Padres? One of the best teams in baseball? And then they go on this West Coast trip. They play in Oakland. They play the Dodgers in L.A. They play the Giants in San Francisco. All those ex-Mets, by the way. J.D. Davis, Michael Conforto, Wilma Flores, all on the Giants. They all hit home runs in the same game the other day as well for the Giants. But whatever. We don't want to get crazy about that, although I will anyway. But you got to be worried about the Mets. I'm worried. How am I not? How could I not be? I'm worried about the lineup. They finally got Alvarez up here. He did get an RBI single yesterday, and he should be playing every day. I'm sorry. He should be the regular catcher right now with Navarez out for two months. What a surprise. We hardly knew you, right? He comes here. We hardly know him. We're still waiting for Verlander, right? When we seeing him, the $8 zillion question, who who comes first, Verlander or Rogers? It's like the chicken and the egg. What comes first, Verlander or Rogers? Don't hold your breath for either one of them. I'm worried about the Mets. They should be calling these kids up. I know Escobar hit a home run on Saturday. Okay, great. He was overdue. Can they bring up the kid Beatty? I know he was hurt a little bit, make him play third. Can they bring up Ronnie Mauricio, who's killing it down in the minor leagues at AAA? Can they bring him up and make him the DH? Switch hitter? Can they? I mean, really? If for all due respect to Vogelback, Tommy Pham, can they bring up Mauricio and make him the DH? Please. I'm worried about the Mets. The Braves are off and running. I'm not sure if they won or not last night. See, the Braves won last night. I think they were playing the Padres. Check out the Braves score last night in Atlanta. I'm not even sure about my wife. My wife, who uh, really, you know, we couldn't we couldn't breathe without her. She's uh, played great golf yesterday, too, by the way. She was killing it. We played at Orchard Hills, and uh, she played well. We played nine holes. She, we played with two other guys. The best golfer out there yesterday was her. Between the four of us, no doubt. I did not play. Hit the ball good off the tee with my driver. Outside of that, I stunk. So, <clears throat> as I cough up along, what's new? Can that be far away? That's I told you. I, I, my wife didn't hear This is what I'm putting on the tombstone. I'm dead now. What? Is Rogers here yet? That's going to be on my tombstone. I'm dead now. What? Is Rogers here yet? What a disgrace. Did the Atlanta Padres last night. Who won that game? It was a night game. Oh, my God. Who? Padres oh, did they? Two. What was the score? 10-2. Ten. Ten the Padres won. Yeah. They just The Padres are warming up for the Mets as they beat up Atlanta last night. <laughs> but Atlanta's what? What are they, 6-2, and two, I think? The Mets are 5-5. Five and five. I think that's what their record is. But whatever. But do you feel good about the Mets right now? Oh, is that their record now? They're six and four now to pot the uh, the Atlanta. Oh, okay. No, that's accurate. That's accurate. I said it's six and four. I, I'm wrong. So the Mets are only a game behind them. But do you feel good about that? Do you right now? Do you think the Mets are better than the Braves? Right now, you think the Mets are better than Philly? I know Philly's gotten off to a bad start, but it, you know we know Philly can hit. You think they're better than San Diego? I don't know. We'll find out when they start playing them tonight. I'm worried. I'm worried about the Mets. The one thing that I the one thing I will say though that I hang my hat on with my baseball team 
as a New York Met fan is Steve Cohen. And one thing I know about Steve Cohen, very similar to when George, uh, the great George Steinbrenner, who should be in the Hall of Fame, what a crime that is, that he's not, because he should be. Charlie Finley, too. Joke. Anyway, the one thing about Steve is that I know he's going to spend the money. He wants to win a champion. This is not the Wilpons. So, you know, eh, if we win, great. If we don't, who gives a damn? You know, hopefully we'll have some people come to the games. That was the Wilpons. That's not the case with Steve. You know Steve's going to spend big jack. You know he is. He's going to do whatever it takes to win a championship. But I got a lot of, I got a lot of worry. I mean, I'm worried. I'd be, I'd be lying. I'd be, I, I really would be lying if I didn't say I wasn't concerned about where the New York Mets are right now. Peter Lonzo's off to a great start. Five home runs. He's got 11 RBIs already. How great, how great is Peter? Peter Lonzo, and I think I can make this statement right now as a Met fan that has been there since day one, since 1962, from the beginning. I've seen it all. You know, when people say, well, you know, you've seen it all with the Mets. I really have. I've seen every 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 year the Mets have been in existence. I was nine years old, <coughs> and one of the dumbest decisions I ever made was becoming a Mets fan, right? It's probably, I'll rate it the third stupidest move I ever made. The first stupidest move was getting married the first time. <laughs> The second stupidest move was becoming a Jet fan. The third stupidest move was becoming a Met fan. All right? But I have seen every, every minute, every year the Mets have been in existence from 1962 on. So I've seen every bit of it. Every bit of it. So we'll see. I got my concerns. I'm, I'm concerned. I'm really concerned about uh, the state right now of my baseball team. But we'll see. Padres tonight, but getting back to Pete Alonzo before we go, he's the great. I can tell you right now, he's the greatest everyday player the Mets have ever had. Better than Strawberry, better than David Wright. He might even be better than Piazza already. I think we might be able to make that statement already. Now he's not. He doesn't hit for the average Piazza hits hit, hit for, but he might be the best. He might be better than Piazza already. And if I'm Steve Cohen, get ready, get ready to to open up the vault for the millions that you're going to be paying Pete Alonzo, and I wouldn't be messing around with it. I'm going to say it right now, barring any disasters that may befall him, God forbid, as, befall him, God forbid, as I, as I knock on wood. Pete Alonzo, the greatest everyday player in Met history. He's, you can make that statement right now. All right, everybody have a great week. Enjoy it. I'll be back Friday. We'll break down the NBA playoffs on Friday. We'll do a lot of different things. Um, God bless. All the love. Have a stellar, stellar, weather's supposed to be tremendous. It's going to be 90 degrees by Friday. Everybody, again, all the love. I will talk to you on Friday.